Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Congratulations on getting through your 9 to 5. Thank you so much for listening. It is The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. So we're going to bounce back and forth. I'm going to give you my commentary. We're also going to take live looks at Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is driving, looking to chip into the lead. Let's go live to WGR in Buffalo. This Bills defense is going to try to get this offense, uh, the ball back with some time to try and put a drive together. This offense has marched up and down the field today. They're averaging 7.5 yards per play. They got 241 yards here in the first half. And uh, besides uh, the three and out, uh, sorry, the Bills have had two three and outs, but they've had three touchdown drives in this one and then thought they were going to put up points on the last drive, but you get that field goal blocked. Jalen Warren to the right of Rudolph in the shotgun. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Second and seven here at the 10. Here's the snap, looking to his left, fires, open, and into the end zone for the touchdown is Deontay Johnson. It's a 10-yard touchdown reception, and the Steelers are finally on the board. Dane Jackson gave him the inside, and he took it. It's a nice throw and catch there by Johnson and Mason Rudolph, so they capitalize off the blocked field goal, uh, and they get the take over the ball deep in Bills territory able to cap a much needed touchdown for the Pittsburgh Steelers they were down 21 to nothing in that game a turn of events they get a block punt they get the ball on their side of the field they then score a touchdown they are down 21 to 7 Buffalo doesn't have any timeouts uh, in the first half so we'll see if they'll take a drive down the field and they'll try to get points here looks like they are so we'll take a live look in at that to see if Buffalo tries to get some points before the half as we are 139 left. Hey, Rob, whenever the uh, broadcast is back on, let me know, and we'll get this drive for Buffalo, and we'll get you guys to halftime in this game. Very simply put, before we head back to Buffalo, I think that this was the best game that we have seen this season from the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm not saying that because of the stakes. I'm saying that because for the first time this season, I think the Chiefs really leaned into who they are as a football team. This team is not going to be high scoring, high flying, and put up a lot of points. They are going to have to be in dog fights. They are going to have to grind it out. It looks like they're going to have to go on the road to Buffalo. It's going to be 15 degrees. They might have to go on the road to Baltimore. I imagine it's not going to be much warmer in Baltimore than it will be anywhere else in the country at this time of the year. If this team is going to go on a run, they're going to go on a run because they master their formula. And I thought we saw their formula on Saturday night. Their formula is they have the best quarterback in the world who didn't turn the football over. 
And if Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw interceptions and doesn't make those kind of mistakes, they're a really difficult team to beat. They are a well-coached team. You could see how much more prepared they were for that matchup than the Miami Dolphins. They fed their stars. I'll give you the stats here in a little bit after this Bills drive on how well their stars did. But I told you guys last week, more Rice, more Pacheco, more Kelsey, less of everybody else. And they did that. They also won that game because they have the best defense in the postseason. San Francisco's defense is good. Baltimore's defense is good. I will take my chances with Kansas City's defense against any offense in the National Football League and what they've done. I think they have the best cornerback one-two combination of any team in the league. That D-line gets after quarterbacks with Chris Jones and George Karloftis. Their linebackers, I thought, played really well, and they were physical. That's the Kansas City Chiefs in 2023. This team still has a chance of going to the Super Bowl. It's just going to be different than it's been in years past. I told you guys, run the ball, control the line of scrimmage, limit turnovers, play good defense. They did all four of those things on Saturday night. They dominated the game. Let's go to Buffalo. And a 10-second runoff. It didn't look like anything vicious by any means. The clock will start on my signal. As we watch on the replay. Stephon Diggs in a lot of pain down there. And we're finally getting a chance to see the replay here. Minka Fitzpatrick read it from the start, comes from his high safety position and, and sprinting uh, before the ball's even out of Josh Allen's hands towards Diggs. So then he ends up uh, delivering a, a really big blow to Diggs when he gets there. But Stephon Diggs able to run off to the field uh, to some cheers by Bills fans. I think he turned into the tackle and may have gotten the wind knocked out of him. Hopefully that's all it is. Three receivers to the left. One to the right, Allen in the shotgun on second and five. Back to pass, over the middle, underneath, complete to Shakir. First down yardage and more out to the 39. Clock's going to continue to run. They also had the 10-second runoff from the injury. Bills up on the ball quickly here with 53 seconds and counting at their own 39. Two receivers to the left, two to the right. Here's the snap. Back to pass, pocket collapsing, and he's wrapped up, and he's going to go down for a sack. 40 seconds left. It's going to bring up second and long after a loss of six. This Buffalo is interesting. Mike Tomlin elected to not use his timeouts. I likely would have called one there because now you have second and very long for the Bills, and you don't even know if they have a punter healthy in this one. But now there's a two-second difference between the play clock and the game clock. 19 seconds on the game clock, 17 on the play clock. And so Bills are going to let this one run down, I'd imagine, that they'll just put a knee on this. So Buffalo is going to go into the half. They are up 21 to 7. Buffalo gets the ball first in the second half. We'll go back to a live look in once halftime is over. Want to keep you guys updated on what's happening to the playoffs. Rob, I don't think we've ever been in a position where during our show we had an NFL playoff game. Not an NFL playoff game, but during COVID we had games. So I mean, this isn't that abnormal. Real quick, I know that it doesn't matter, matter. I think Buffalo's going to win. You have three timeouts here, Pittsburgh. You're sacking Josh Allen to face a second and 17. You're just content to go to half. You're just, we good. We're down 14. That's a win. Buffalo gets the ball first. Like, did Mike Tomlin fall asleep? What, what just transpired there? I mean, just based on what I saw in the first half, you know what might be in the best. It might be the best to get out of the cold, go get yourself some hot soup. Maybe get yourself an orange slice, an apple. Let's come back out here in 30 minutes. You know, let's come back out here. 
we're we're lucky to even be in this situation. If it wasn't for a block punt, we probably would have got shut out in the first half. So you know what? Hey, we're back in this game. Let's regroup. Let's have some adjustments. Let's talk about things, and then we'll go back out there. We'll go back to Buffalo once halftime is over. But Buffalo right now is up 21-7. There was a moment in the game before we get to the hits where it was very apparent to me that this game was over. It was over. For those of you that were watching the broadcast, I know some of you went to the game. If you remember during halftime, they do their little, you know, studio thing. And it was Chris Sims and, and, and Devin uh, McCourty. And they are talking about the game and giving their insight on the game. And Devin McCourty is adamant. Hey, this game is not over. They got the big play to Tyree Kill. Miami is one play away from getting back in this game. Don't hang your head. They are one play away. And in theory, all of that made sense to me. They then did a halftime interview between Kaylee Hartung and Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. And you could hear the shiver in his voice. He wanted nothing to do with being outside. And Saturday's game was as much physical as it was mental between these two teams. And it was a very telling image to me that in one corner, you had a head coach that was ready to go home. You could feel it. You could hear it in his voice. You could see it in the way that he was standing there talking to her. Mike McDaniel was done. He was cold. And then on the other side, you got Andy Reid. Mustache, frozen, wasn't worried about it. Never wiped it, never did nothing. Hey, I'm coaching football. I'm locked in. I'm in my zone. I am not going to let this cold affect my work performance. You saw a Kansas City offense come out and throw it on their first three plays. We are not going to let the cold dictate that we are a different team. This is who we are, and this is how we operate. That sequence right there told me everything I needed to know about these two teams and this game. The third down where you see Snead bully Tyreek Hill told me everything that I needed to know about these two teams. It was a test. It was a test to how much you could withstand and how physical you can be. And I saw a Chiefs team punch Miami in the mouth, and Miami had no comeback. On the longest run from Patrick Mahomes, go back and watch it. Number 45 on the Dolphins. I don't know who he is. I didn't care that much to look up his name. Go back and watch number 45. He wanted nothing to do with trying to tackle on Saturday night. Nothing. It looked like they were playing flag football on that play. You could just get a sense that one team was prepared for the elements and one team wanted to fight in the elements and the other team didn't. And that was, it's not even half the battle. That was three-fourths of the battle. I have never wavered in my feeling towards this team. The formula is there. Run the ball, play good defense, limit mistakes, control the line of scrimmage. And they did that on Saturday night. And if they can continue to replicate that formula, they can beat any team in the National Football League. I told you guys my formula. It's not like I reinvented the wheel. More Rice, more Pacheco, more Kelsey, less of everybody else. Saturday night, those three guys that I mentioned, Rice, Kelsey, and Pacheco, they touched the ball 40 times. 
They had 289 yards. Everybody else had 15 touches for 79 yards. This team does not have an X factor. As great as it would be, they just don't have one. I like Noah Gray. They don't throw it to Noah Gray more than two times a game. They tried to throw the ball deep to McCole Hardman. It didn't work at any point in the game. I mean, the best offensive player they had outside of those three was Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and he had eight catches or eight touches for 26 yards and lost the fumble. They got to quit making these other guys a thing. They're not a thing. And I thought they really, really leaned into that. This is what we are. We have the best quarterback in the world. We have the best coach in the world. We have maybe the best defense in the world. And we are more physical than you are. And that is exactly what they did to the Miami Dolphins. I thought it was the most encouraging performance that this team has had. I think it was the best version that we have seen of the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe this team doesn't win the Super Bowl. Who knows? But I was just happy to see them play their brand of football. And their brand of football is just flawed. They're going to have mistakes. They're going to have penalties in the red zone. They're going to stall out on certain drives. They're not an explosive down-the-field team. But they finally had an understanding of this is who we are and this is how we have to win. And if you can do that two more times, you go to the Super Bowl. You go to the Super Bowl. If you do that three more times, you are the champion. You did it once. The, the degree of difficulty only increases from here. You got to go on the road and play B- Buffalo, who might be the hottest team in the league this side of Baltimore. If you win that game, you might have to go on the road against Baltimore. But what you saw Saturday is how you beat those teams. Patrick Mahomes doesn't turn the ball over. You are committed to the run with Isaiah Pacheco. You continue to play good defense. You get the ball in the hands of Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice and Isaiah Pacheco, and you try to limit the exposure of any other player on your offense. You can win with that. That's what we saw the Chiefs do on Saturday night. All right, Rob, let's get to the hits. While you're stuck in traffic on your drive home, The Drive gets you caught up on the biggest sports stories in Kansas City and around the country. It's The Hits, only on The Drive, number one. I just want to read this really quickly. You can fade the music down. You know, we can get back to The Hits here in a second. Someone said, CDOT, do you have any thoughts on number 74 having another two penalties? This is what I have decided for the postseason run. Maybe I'm getting soft in my old age, but this is what I've decided. I am done worrying and focusing on what the Chiefs should be and just talking about what they are. You know what's going to happen on Sunday against Buffalo? Jawan Taylor is going to commit a penalty. I just, I don't say that to be negative. I don't say that to be down on Kansas City. It happens every single week. Every week, he commits a penalty. Now, I, this one wasn't his fault. This one was his fault. The refs are picking on him. It has always been something. Always. But there's one thing I know is going to happen. He's going to commit a penalty at some point in the game. You know what will probably happen? They're going to throw the ball to MVS, and he's probably not going to catch it. He's probably not going to catch it. MVS is probably not going to have a major impact on this postseason. If he does, I'll be wrong. 
All of us will be wrong. It's not like some of you are like, hey, you're, you're, no, all of us will be wrong. I'm done focusing on what I think the Chiefs should be, and I'm only evaluating currently what they are. And I think we, have, we are heading into week 20 of the NFL season. Week 20. We have seen five months of Chiefs games. You know what they are. You might not like it, but you know exactly what the Chiefs are. They are not getting any better in the red zone. They're not, not even a little bit. They're not getting better in the red zone. Their penalty problem with their right tackle, it's not going away. It has never gone away. It has been an issue since game one, and it was an issue in week 19. Their red zone issues, they have a, that's what, that's what they are. It is about managing those weaknesses and working around those weaknesses and sticking to your formula. I led the show with this earlier today. I, I keep hearing this Marty ball. How they played on Saturday is not Marty ball to me. That was Patrick Mahomes playing under control, and they never had that in the early 90s or 2000s. They never had that. They never had a quarterback that can get you out of the fire. What we saw was they didn't ask Patrick Mahomes to do everything. Hey, you need to protect the football here. Make smart decisions. If it's there, run, take off. But get the ball to your playmakers. Get the ball out of your hands. Don't take negative plays. And stay within yourself and the offense. When Mahomes has gotten in trouble this year, like he did against the Raiders, like he has in a couple other games, he was usually doing too much. You don't got to do a whole lot. Trust your run game. Trust your couple of playmakers. Trust your defense and protect the football. And if you do that, you got a chance. That's not Marty Ball to me. Marty Ball to me had a very low percentage chance of winning because you were trying to win a game with Steve Bono at quarterback. You were trying to win a game with Elvis Gerback at quarterback against John Elway. You're losing that game. You have a lot of those same principles with running the ball, being tough, playing defense, and you got a quarterback on third and eight that you are not petrified if he has to drop back to pass. That's not Marty Ball to me. That is embracing who you are. Just like how we said every quarterback doesn't have to be Alex Smith. Like, he doesn't have to be the standard. Just, no. That's not what Jordan loved to me. He's a lot better. I just don't think that, hey, leaning on the run game and playing good defense, oh, that's Marty Ball. Well, they never had a quarterback, aside from Joe Montana, that you thought could help you navigate a single elimination tournament. Imagine if those Marty Schottenheimer teams did. You didn't need Patrick Mahomes. Imagine if they had just had a capable quarterback, you know, one you liked. The Chiefs got that. That's just not Marty Ball to me. So I am not here to focus anymore on, man, if this team could just, if they can, they ain't doing it. It's week 20. Run the ball. Play good defense. Control the line of scrimmage. Limit mistakes. You guys are going to get tired of me saying that while they're, they did it. They did all of those things on Saturday night. And look, they dominated another team. If they do all of those things against Buffalo, they can go on the road and they can beat Buffalo. You want to know what happened against Buffalo the first time? They didn't limit mistakes. They made a pretty massive mistake, and that's why they lost the game. It's a, it's a very simple formula that I think they can replicate. All right, my bad. Two. Two. 
Carrington Hits are brought to you by the Missouri Special Olympics. Join the Missouri Special Olympics for an exhilarating polar plunge at Longview Lake on January 27th. Swap your winter chill for heart-pounding thrill. Let's get freezing for a reason. Find out more at somo.org backslash plunge. Well, the biggest story going into the game all of last week was the return of Tyreek Hill to Arrowhead Stadium. He had been doing all that yapping. He had been doing all that talking. So much talk. He was kicking of the podcast, but in two matchups against the Kansas City Chiefs, he got absolutely walloped by Trent McDuffie, Legereus Sneed, Brian Cook, Mother Nature. Everyone took a turn pounding Tyreek Hill. Is it time for him to stop all that yapping and change his podcast to it doesn't need to be said, be quiet. I hope Tyreek Hill hears this. It's over, my guy. And what I mean when I say it's over is you have done a lot of talking directed towards the Kansas City Chiefs over the last couple of seasons, and it's been entertaining. It's been fun. It hasn't made me mad. I don't feel any way about it. You are entitled to go on your podcast, your Twitter account, and say whatever you feel. But over the last two years, you have constantly gone viral with saying things directed towards the Kansas City Chiefs or directed towards Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. You have had multiple opportunities on the field, multiple opportunities on the field to get the last word in, the last laugh. You've lost both times. Your offense scored 14 points, and you had a critical fumble that led to a Chiefs win the first time. And then on Saturday night, I saw you get punked to the ground. You look like little bro, and big bro got more physical with you and got you down to the ground. You have had two opportunities to beat the Kansas City Chiefs and to go on your podcast and do all the talking. You failed. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want you to talk about Kansas City anymore. I don't want you to talk about Joe's. I don't want you to talk about the Ferris wheel. I don't want your take on the downtown stadium or Main Street. I don't want you to talk about the Ring of Honor. Don't do any of that for the next year. Focus on your team. You got enough there to keep you busy. Well, let's talk about what we viewed as the biggest story of the game headed into Super Wild Card Weekend, and that was the fact the game had been put on Peacock. It was exclusively streaming for everyone outside the Kansas City and Miami metro area. Mike Tirico on the game last night decided to do a promo about how great of a success Peacock was for the league. What a scene last night as the Chiefs began defense of their Super Bowl title with a 26-7 win over Miami, a night memorable for many reasons. So many unforgettable images from the fourth coldest playoff game in NFL history and the passion of NFL fans added to the record books. An average of 23 million people stream the game on Peacock, making the first ever NFL playoff game to be exclusively streamed the most streamed event of any kind in the U.S. ever. Super Wildcard Saturday was also an all-time record day for U.S. internet traffic with most of those people interacting with NFL content online. Congratulations to our Comcast and NBC Universal teammates and thanks to Commissioner Roger Goodell and our partners at the NFL and all the fans on this record-setting collaboration, a milestone moment in media and sports history. 
Carrington, you were outspoken about how you hated the game was stuck on Peacock. I still hate it. Did you like Mike Tirico telling you how great of a success it was during Sunday night football? No, not at all. I am always going to fight for us, the consumer. Always. And they already take enough money out of our pocket. And now that they are touting, hey, thanks for you guys of being part of this record-setting day, the NFL wants to continue to set records. To quote Jay-Z, damn little man, I'm just trying to do me. If the record's two mil, I'm just trying to move three. We know they're going to try to do this next season, and then the ratings are up. They're going to pat themselves on the back. This is bad. I feel like on the text line, I'm the only person that feels this way. That the fact that the NFL had a very successful, let's call it what it was, pay-per-view game, now they're now they're good. No, they're gonna then put two games on pay-per-view next year. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Can we talk about Willie Gay's tweet? I mean, we can't. It seems pretty straightforward to me. Like, yeah, no, I just I don't know if people saw it or not. I at least want to um, at least answer it. Uh, so Willie Gay um, tweeted this out. I'm pretty sure this is his account. I saw some people saying that it was a fake account, but Mississippi State tweeted it out on Saturday. I, this is his account. Quote, it looks like I've probably played my last game in Arrowhead. Crying emoji. Damn, I'm going to miss this place. Nothing like it. Let's go get this ring to end it the right way. I'm with you. This is very, very straightforward to me. Did anybody think that they were bringing Willie Gay Jr. back? Like if we were talking about that you can't pay everybody, and they got big contracts that they got to figure out here over the next 14, 16 months or so. You got Legereus Need. You got Chris Jones. I mean, if Trent McDuffie is a two-time all-pro corner in his first three seasons, he is not playing on that rookie contract anymore. That's not how the NFL works. George Karloftis, we'll talk about him more coming up on the other side. He might be the next Max Crosby. I imagine he doesn't want to play on his rookie contract for too much longer. I I just didn't think that they were keeping Willie Gay. I would say, Rob, you and I, one of our biggest disagreements, aside from the run game, is we value rookie contracts and the future a little bit differently. You spent a second-round pick on a player, and you got a four-year, $9 million value for a guy who was a 12 to $15 million player. That's incredible value. Now, don't pay him the 12 to 15, let somebody else do that. And you give that 12 or 15 million that you would have given to him, you give it to the wide receiver room. You give that to potentially a new right tackle or wherever you want to spend those resources. But I just didn't think that Willie Gay Jr. was a part of their plans. He is a great player. He has had a career year. He has done exactly what you want him to do this season. It is a contract year. He is balled out in that contract year. Hey, we appreciate you. Go get paid. This is the National Football League. This is business. It's not personal. We're not going to be the team that gives you that big-time contract. You're going to get that contract from somebody else. Pittsburgh is driving right now. They have the ball after a quick three and out from Buffalo. It is 21-7. to Pittsburgh is driving right now. We'll see if Pittsburgh can score a touchdown on this drive and continue to take a chip away at the lead from the Buffalo Bills. It is 21 to seven. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do a live look in. We'll also continue to break down this chiefs win over the Miami dolphins. Keep it right here. It's the drive on 610 sports radio. 
The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deepasquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are. All right, we're going to continue to bounce back and forth between us and the game. Buffalo is up 21 to 7 right now over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh does have the football. Let's go live to Orchard Park. Yeah, really close to getting his second of the game. This Bills defense has been right. Ooh, it came in banged up and he's even gotten more banged up throughout this game. Elam, one of those players who has stepped in, already comes up with a big play earlier in this one for the interception. Almost got his second there. Najee Harris in the backfield next to Rudolph in the shotgun. Two receivers to the left. Two to the right on second and 10 from the Buffalo 46. Rudolph back to pass, hit as he throws, but it's complete over the middle and tackled there is Pickens, who has a first down on a 12-yard gain. Micah Hyde on the stop. Leonard Floyd, who made the hit on Mason Rudolph, now coming to the sideline, grabbing his wrist, and he looks like he's in a lot of pain now. This is reminding me of week five, Eric, when we were just watching defensive players drop like flies. It's terrible. So it's a first and 10 at the 33. 12-14 and counting Rudolph under center. Here's, here's the snap and a flag flies and the whistles blow the play dead. Ball start, number 80, offense, five yard penalty. First down. That's the second time Darnell Washington, the rookie from Georgia, gets flagged. Yeah, on this drive. And so uh, Bills aided by two penalties. Right now, Buffalo drive, is up 21 to 7. Pittsburgh has the ball and is driving. We're going to stay with this drive to see if Pittsburgh can chip into this lead and make this a game. They are down 14, middle of the third quarter. Two receivers to the left as. Rudolph's going to operate from the shotgun here. Warren to his right. Two on the play clock. One, they get the snap off. Fires to the left side, complete to Fryermuth, the tight end, who's wrestled down by three tacklers at the 31-yard line. Williams and Elam on the stop. 
It's a pickup of nine on the play. It's going to bring up second and six here as we come up on 11-15 left in the third quarter. I was a watching, lot of game left. I was watching Leonard Floyd uh, get evaluated on the sideline. It looked like they gave him the go-ahead uh, if he wishes to get checked back into this game. Warren in the backfield. Rudolph in the shotgun. Play clock down to seven. Two receivers to the right. Two tight ends on the left attached to the formation. Here's the snap. Handoff goes to Warren. Going to try to bust it through the right side. Lunging forward, he appears to have the first down as he's down to the 23-yard line. Ed Oliver on the tackle, but the Steelers are on the move. I think Micah Hyde got hit in the shin. He's limping in the secondary right now, bending down, grabbing his left shin now. It's amazing how these injuries in this league come in bunches, and it's sure hitting this defensive side of the football. We are doing a live look-in right now in Buffalo. We're going to stay with this Steelers possession. They are down 21-7. to They need to score a touchdown on this drive for this to still be a game. We'll see if they can punch this one into the end zone. This is a live look at Orchard Park. Side, but he's wrapped up right at the line of scrimmage. Falls forward for a yard. A.J. Klein, Daquan Jones on the stop. So far in this game, Jalen Warren's been a lot more effective then Najee Harris, the former first-round running back, drafted by the Steelers in 2021. With all the time still left in this game, Eric, they can continue to run the football here, which is what they like to do best. Second and nine here with 9.45 left in the third. Rudolph under center, another handoff. This one to Harris. He's wrapped up immediately by Shaq Lawson. And helping him on the play is Kyrie Elam. They're going to bring in Cam Lewis here on this third and nine coming up for the Steelers getting their dime defense so far in the game. Pittsburgh just one for five on third down. This uh, Pittsburgh offense this season, 22nd in the NFL. They have not been productive on third down throughout this season. Crowd getting into it now, knowing this is a big play. Third and nine from the Buffalo 22. 9-10 and counting. Rudolph in the shotgun. Warren to his left in the backfield. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Play clock down to four. Here's the snap. Back to pass. Blitz coming. He fires and going high. Looking for Pickens. It's incomplete. Micah Hyde and Cam Lewis, along with Dane Jackson, all in the area. Cam Lewis appeared to get a fingertip on the football to force the incompletion. And if he doesn't, then Micah Hyde might intercept that football. He was coming over the top. That's a great play there in man-to-man coverage. Mason Rudolph identified the mismatch in size on the outside between the 6'4", George Pickens, and Cam Lewis at 5'9". That's a heck of a play by Cam Lewis. So lined up for the field goal attempt is Chris Boswell from 40 yards from the left hash. Here's the snap. Kick is up, and it is good. 8.50 left here in the third quarter, and the Steelers have pulled to within 11. It is 21-10, Pittsburgh unable to get in the end zone, but they do get points on the drive. They are down 21-10. I mean, it is go time if you were them. They are down double digits with less than 25 minutes in the game. We'll see if they can get a turnover. They had a couple of those in the first half. They did a very poor job of stopping Josh Allen, who had three touchdowns in the first half. He threw a touchdown pass to Dawson Knox. Also threw one to Dalton Kincaid. He also had a 52-yard run. So we'll see if Pittsburgh can really get back in this thing and make it a game. Appreciate you guys listening here to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. Let me read you guys this story really quickly, and we'll get back to the the on-the-field action coming up in a bit. 
This headline comes from our friends over at KSHB 41. Body-numbing cold sent 15 people to the hospital Saturday during the Chiefs and Dolphins game. The Kansas City, Missouri Fire Department reported Monday that their crews responded to 69 calls from Arrowhead Stadium property, according to a department spokesperson. The effects of the cold sent 15 people to the hospital. Seven of those victims were treated for hypothermia, three needed hospital treatment for frostbite, and five others had various concerns. This is a department spokesperson for the Kansas City Fire Department. I don't ever want to go to a game where there's a chance that I could get hospital treatment for frostbite. I don't ever want to be in that situation. I've heard enough stories from people that were there. Dana Wright was at the game. Our guy Sam Stevie, salute to them. We're at the game. Nothing about it sounded like a fun and enjoyable experience. Now, I've heard from some of you that had fun at the game. Hey, it was fun. I was prepared. I was... You guys always know people underestimate how cold it can be, especially when you got to be out there for a long period of time. No, thanks. I was all right watching it at home. I had a great time. It was just me at the house. I made some spaghetti. It was just me and this small plate of spaghetti. It was a great time. Enjoyable experience. Would recommend 10 out of 10. 15 people went to the hospital Saturday from Arrowhead. Seven of them had hypothermia. Three... Yo, if you got if you need hospital treatment for frostbite, you were struggling out there for a while. Absolutely struggling. That's serious, man. Hopefully everybody's all right, man. Hopefully everybody is okay. And if you went out there, man, hopefully you're doing fine and you've recovered. Cause I know if you out there in the cold for that, it might you might not be good until Tuesday. You might not completely thaw out. One of you listening right now, you haven't fully gotten all the feeling back in one of your extremities. One of your, one of your toes hasn't been the same since the third quarter of the game on Saturday. That, that's, that's a factual statement. I'm convinced of it. All right, coming back on the other side, I will get back to very serious football things. I want to talk about Legereus Sneed, and I think he made himself even more money on Saturday night. I also want to talk about George Karloftis, who he was everything as advertised. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You're listening to The Drive. Now CDOT's got one extra point. We'll just update you on what's happening in the Chiefs, or excuse me, the Bills and the Steelers game. It is the late third quarter, 342. It is third and nine coming up for the Buffalo Bills. It was almost an interception from Josh Allen, which is kind of a theme for him as a quarterback. It was not intercepted, just fell incomplete. It's third and nine. Here, let me keep you here. I'll let you know if they get a first down or not. And then if they do get a first down, we might go to a live look or I'll just give you guys a, a luxurious sneak take. So let's let's sit here and let's see what happens on this third and nine. We would play the radio broadcast, but it is probably they, they probably haven't even gotten the ball yet. If we go to the radio broadcast, Josh Allen's rolling out to his right. Oh, good throw. Josh Allen. First down, Stephon Diggs. It was third and nine. They got 14 yards. They moved the sticks. Buffalo gets the first down. It is 21 to 10, 
324 left in the game. We're going to have an injury timeout on the field. A Pittsburgh Steelers player is down holding his head. Not sure who it was, but they did convert the first down. They will have a fresh set of downs here after the injury timeout. I thought Legereus Sneed made himself a lot of money this weekend. We all know how teams need a certain level of toughness. And I thought that this defense really gravitated towards the energy for Legereus Sneed. And when he wrestled Tyreek Hill to the ground, and I thought it was pretty indicative of the mindset that the Chiefs defense had. Like, we are here to punch you in the mouth. And we know that you're fast and you want to run by us. We're not going to give you too many opportunities to do that. We're going to press man coverage at the line of scrimmage, knock you off your route, disrupt timing. We are going to be very, very physical. There is a team that is going to gravitate towards that. There is a team that is going to see the same film that I saw hey, we need that guy. That is exactly what our defense is missing. You remember the desire to go get Tyron Matthew, how the Chiefs, their defense needed a player. With that versatility, with that toughness, that vocal of a leader, the Chiefs defense needed that at one point. I think there's a team that's going to look at Sneed the exact same way. I think the Chiefs have the best quarterback in the league. I also think that they have the best cornerback duo in the NFL with LeJarrius Sneed and Trent McDuffie. I'd be real hesitant to break that up when you got two very talented young corners that are there. And maybe the business side of football prevails and you are unable to keep both of them and you have made the decision that you're going to pay Trent McDuffie when it's his time and you're not going to pay LeJarrius Sneed. Man, Sneed different, man. <laughs> he is different. And if Kansas City doesn't gobble him up, he is going to sign somewhere on day one. A team is going to be really happy with that signing. He has been an incredibly versatile corner, never gotten in any trouble, has been relatively healthy since he has been here, can do whatever you need him to do. Need him to cover your best receiver? Cool. Outside, inside, I can blitz. You tell me what you need me to do, and I'll go do it for you at an absolute high level. Plus, I can be your most physical player. There is a team that is going to fall over themselves to pay that guy in free agency. I think that George Karloftis is turning into Max Crosby. If you go back and you remember some of the comparisons that people were making for George Karloftis, he was coming into the NFL. Ryan Kerrigan was one that was being thrown out there, and Max Crosby was another one that was thrown out there. Max Crosby had 17 sacks in his first season, two seasons in the NFL. George Karloftis has 16 and a half sacks tackle-wise. Max Crosby was at 85. George Karloftis was at 79 tackles. They have been very, very comparable early on in their career. Now, the difference was Max Crosby eventually took another step, and he has now been a guy that gets 12 and a half, 13, 14 sacks. He's one of the five to seven best pass rushers in the National Football League. If George Karloftis can take one more step next offseason, and you go from being a guy who this year had 10 and a half sacks, if you can go to being a 12 or 13 sack guy, you don't have to wait for the end of your contract to go get paid. You can go get paid immediately. We all know how the NFL works. A lot of these guys are not waiting until their deal expires to renegotiate their deal. No, at the end of my third year, I've proven that I'm one of the better players in the league at my position. It's time to give me a salary that indicates that. And I think that we are one great season away from George Karloftis for having that conversation. 
one away. I think he has been a dog this season. And I know the criticism is going to be, well, he's got to do that without Chris Jones. Okay. What do you think he is? When you're watching George Karloftis, is he Aiden Hutchinson? Is he Max Crosby? Is he Trey Hendrickson from Cincinnati? If you think he's that, he's getting paid. If you think that he's one of those players, because Aiden Hutchinson is getting paid. (laughs) Max Crosby got paid. Trey Hendrickson, really good player. Left Pittsburgh, went to Cincinnati, got paid. He's 22, 23 years old. If you got a 23, 24-year-old pass rusher who has been healthy and shown you that ability to get to the quarterback, you pay that guy as quickly as possible. I've been very, very impressed with George Kaloftis and what we've seen. I think he was one of the best players on the field for this team. This defense, I thought, did everything that you would expect them to do. It felt to me, watching the game, that Miami was sitting around and waiting for a big play that never happened. Outside of that one play to Tyreek, they didn't put any fear in my mind offensively. They didn't have one run. They didn't have another pass play that you think back and say, oh, okay, that was a good play. They isolated Tyreek Hill one-on-one, and there was no safety help over the top. They beat you. A great player made a great play. It was a good throw. It's one-on-one coverage with Tyreek Hill, and he did what great receivers do. You beat the corner. That was the only play that Tyreek Hill really worried you in that game. Jalen Waddle didn't make a big play. Raheem Mostert didn't make a big play in that game. Devon A-Chain didn't make a big play in that game. You didn't get anything from those individuals. Buffalo just kicked a field goal. They are up 24-10. It is 1.30 in the third quarter of that game. Buffalo very much in control. It looks like Kansas City is going to be headed on the road for Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. We'll be back again tomorrow. If Buffalo wins, Patrick Mahomes will be on the show Wednesday. So I want to keep you guys updated. Keep it right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 